Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is podcast contributor Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Becky. I feel like we haven't gotten to review a book in forever together. It's been a while. I'm excited. <laughs> well, I'm super excited because I feel like I tricked you into reading one of the books that has been one of my top reads of 2022. I will always read your book recommendations. Like half my TBR is whatever Becky says somebody needs to read right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just need somebody else to read it so I can talk about it. And like seriously, half the books I've read lately have been like books. You're like, somebody please read this. Please somebody read please this read this right now. <laughs> so I can talk about it. So in this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, Lindsay and I are going to review Adrift by Swati M.H. Um... Swati is a new to me author this year, and I have become obsessed. <laughs> I see why. This was my first read by her, and I, well, I loved it. Like <laughs> there, there was a lot to it, and like the characters that she wrote, I felt like they were so realistic, yet they had like the complexities of, like. I don't know, there was complexities and maturity for their age, but at the same time, they very much like behaved in a human manner. And I just really love authors who can do that without creating like a ton of unnecessary drama. I felt like it was just really realistic and oh, so good. She does, a great, she does a great job of bringing humanity to these characters that you know are made up, but there's, you, you see their depth and their flaws and their movements within the moments. And it really lends itself to a phenomenal reading experience. I also feel like she takes us places we weren't expecting to go. She took me to a, my, one of my favorite places we have been. Like outdoorsy books are my love language. <laughs> okay, well, read us the synopsis from Goodreads and then we'll get okay. to the rest of this. Okay. Rainy Shaw is everything I can't have. Too young, too sweet, too innocent. Not to mention she's my late wife's sister and my son's nanny. So when she asked me to kiss her, I should have refused. When she begged me to touch her, I could have turned her down. When she coaxed me to take the one thing she's never given away, her virginity, a better man would have walked away. Should have, could have, would have. But I didn't. She should have been living the carefree life of a 19-year-old. She could have avoided all my broken pieces and jagged edges. She would have been able to save herself before I got a taste. Should have, could have, would have. But she didn't. Some love stories are forbidden from the start. Ours is one of them. So the release date on this is November 10th of 2022. Tropes. This is an age gap. Close proximity. Single dad. It also is a little bit of forbidden. And... um. It's going to end up being a family series, but she has not named this series yet. Um, so this is a interconnected standalone, but she writes books that I feel are very good on their own. Like these are books that stand because um, I actually her previous series, I read book three first and then went back and read the others. And the... Um, the pop on this is 46%. But it doesn't feel like 46%, does it, Lindsay? No, it really didn't read like a slow burn. There's so much going on 
um there's so much like build up of the characters the situation um and then there's like an emotional intelligence and the understanding of like the forbidden nature of it but also that like if they really do pursue it there's no like going back to the way things were before because there is the element of the child and the fact that the child is her nephew and she's going to be a part of his life so it's not like they can just get together and then like not talk ever again <laughs> right um i also want to add that ronnie is a real bodied heroine and um also a virgin so some people are not really fans of the virgin trope. This one I think made really good sense. It also lended to her life experience. Don't you think? I do. I think I really liked that she read like a plus size heroine. Mm-hmm. And she read like I wanted a plus size heroine to read like that is one thing I really I really think that that's one of the things that stood out most about her is that like you're she's 19 she's got body confidence but she's being shamed about her weight constantly by her mother she has a lot of frustrated feelings about that but she doesn't feel bad about herself she's actually like very very strong yeah, she's very positive. She's very body positive herself. And, you know, her mother has been in her ear her entire life telling her to lose weight, eat differently, do things differently. And Ronnie just kind of moves forward and just allows it to be a voice in the background. It does not affect how she moves within the world. She does try to date. But Ronnie is um, Indian and um, her parents are very strict, very, um, very conservative, very controlling of how she functions out in the world. And so I think that plays a little bit, too, into her, like, why she's still a virgin and how she embraces her body and moving forward. Yeah, I think it's also, I would argue, too, that her parents, the way they treat her and the way they are constantly comparing her to her sister, her perfect sister, like you, as you learn and evolve in the book, like they kind of created a monster with her sister. Um, And you see that, like, Ronnie definitely had the better situation of the two of them. Um, She was just... For a 19-year-old, she'd really figured out what she wanted, what she was passionate about. Um, she's just such a thoughtful, well-rounded character. And Well, one of the things that she does that just really embraced her into my heart was she has this blog where she shares people's love stories. And in the midst of helping care for her nephew, and we'll get to Darren and his connection to her sister and all that stuff here in a second, but... As she's caring for her nephew, she also decides she makes the choice to start volunteering at a retirement home. And she meets and interviews different couples to talk about their love stories. And then she writes about them on her blog about, you know, how their love story moved forward in the world and how even, you know, 70 years later, they're still deeply in love and sassy. And the couple that is kind of sprinkled in this story their story was so fantastic. I loved it. Was, it. And it it was really like situationally, their story was a really nice parallel for the similar situation that um 
Rainy and Darian were in together. Oh my gosh, yes. So let's talk about Darren. Darian and um so he is technically Rainian's Rainy's Ronnie's brother in law. <laughs> I'm gonna say all the words until it's I get it right. Day. I'm so sorry. No, so it's okay. Far, y'all. It's okay. Words are hard sometimes, is what we always tell Leah. Um Ronnie is Darren's sister in law. And but they do not have any relationship, even though Darren was married to the sister for like they were together for 12 years because yeah, when she... so... yeah so they have never met because when she got together with him her parents pretty or her mother pretty much separated all ties to kind of like force her to do her mother's bidding and her sister didn't yeah her sister cut ties with the family and said nope i'm done with you i'm going this way with this guy and i'm moving forward with him and so there's been no communication between Darren and Ronnie's family as he was with his wife. Like they got married and now they have a baby. The baby is one year, almost one years old. And Darren's wife, Ronnie's sister, dies in childbirth. And um, and the only way that Ronnie has any kind of relationship with the little boy is because Darren's mother has made an effort to reach out to Ronnie and to her family and, you know, kind of fix that relationship so they at least know the little boy. Um, But Darren has no part of that. But Darren himself is this really great character. So tell everyone, what does Darren do for a living, Lindsay? Because I know this is like one of your best parts. (laughs) Oh my gosh. He's my book boyfriend, y'all. I claimed him first. You heard it here. Um, But yeah, he owns an outdoor company. It's a kayaking and like river adventure company in the summer. And then in the winter, it's like a ski and um, outdoor like adventure company. It it sounds like my dream job. It's like in Lake Tahoe (laughs) and it's about a two and a half hour drive from San Francisco and which is where Ronnie's family lives and Darren runs this school. He and his wife used to run it together, and they have a, another couple that they're business partners with. And um, his heart is in the outdoors, like pursuing that adventure, pursuing that school, and having those experiences. That's who he is. And he just, he's, it's really great. It's not a career that we often see heroes in romance have. No, I loved it. It was so well written and like the realities of the job were captured so well. Like I've done kayaking tours and things like that. And like there is because it's summer, they're doing a lot of those type of ventures and like the way it was captured, the kind of outdoor like events that they do. Cause there's like a big kayaking race at the end of it. Um, like end to end, it was just really, really well done <laughs> and you just don't see that in romance very often. Like there's not a lot of outdoorsy characters like that. Like they're outdoorsy, like they're outdoorsy, but it's not like as big of a part of the story as it is here. Right. They'll go for a hike or they'll go rock climbing together, but it's not like being outdoorsy, being an adventurer was who he was. Like this was his soul. This was as much as the CEO is a businessman or the hockey player is, you know, an athlete. He was an adventurer. And that leads a lot to how he 
moves and pursues with Ronnie in this relationship and in this attraction, he doesn't, you can tell that he has like an appreciation and a love of the outdoors because he's very gentle about things. Like he's not hardcore, you know, steamrolling through to get what he wants or to prove his point. He has a much more caring nature. Yeah. He's thoughtful and intentional and, Man, he's probably pretty realistic as far as like men today go because he is an overthinker if there ever was one. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, he's, I mean, he, not too much, but like he's very intentional about what he's doing. And like one of the things that he does, like he's, he, he acknowledge, he, he understands his flaws, but he also very purposefully does what he does because like one of the conflict points in the story to start is that there is an attraction between them. She's living in his house. She's moved into his house to care for her son and be their nanny for the summer. And he's attracted to her and he doesn't know how to deal with it. So he avoids her. And that like, whenever he runs into a new situation with her, like that's his default. And the way they handle that, Like there is drama in the book between them as a result of that scenario, but it's very realistic, I think, because, you know, their relationship is very much forbidden. She's struggling with the fact she doesn't really know the sister of her. She's there trying to get answers from him. He's heartbroken and devastated because he thinks the love of his life is gone forever. Um, And in a very tragic and unexpected way, he's been caring for their infant son together and then he's also learning things about you know his now ex-wife um that are rocking you know the foundation of everything he believed in and he's he's such like a kind person (laughs) um and it's and you see his kindness with the lilies he starts Mm -hmm. okay so this is like a new unlock like love that i have anytime that there is flowers as a love language within a book I'm in like (laughs) I am in Carolina and I read smitten and he uses flowers as a love language and you know kind of speaks to her about his feelings through his flowers and here Swati did it with lilies in this book it was perfect it was perfect I loved it I loved it too so let's talk. I about- also had like inspiration in my head. I watched this, like Penny Penny Reed wrote this series a few years ago, inspired by like a Turkish drama, and I watched it. And like the hero in that is a very outdoorsy CEO type guy, and like they have all these like really slow motion scenes of him like getting out of the water after he's been like kayaking or something. So like I defaulted like that's who I imagined. <laughs> but that actually really fits because darren's family itself is a really phenomenal story and is really cool because so you have ronnie that comes in she is a first generation american her parents are indian immigrants and she has a lot of expectations on her shoulder because of her parents and darren is actually the son of an immigrant but he also has a um His mother is a second wife for his father, and he has a relationship with his half-brothers that are older than him. But also his mother is a refugee from um, Armenia, and she fled 
during the um, ethnic cleansing that happened there and in a roundabout way came to the United States and fell in love and married Darren's dad. And it was really cool to kind of look at the cultural differences between him and Ronnie. And Sweaty did a really great job of bringing those together. And it, I just, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I thought it was just I really loved cool. it. I loved his brothers. I want all of her friends in a book. I want all of his brothers in a book. <laughs> well, if you I, look I love at- the way they goad him. Like, they goad him into actually doing something about his attraction to her. And the whole time he's, like, in denial. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. And then they, like, plant that seed in his head. Like, maybe this can happen. And... they have so many obstacles because she's 19 she's in college she's there working on a summer project while she's also taking care of his son and like they're falling in love and there's just so many complexities like geographical complexities the fact that her family doesn't her her mother hates him and all of the things in the book work together in such a way that the story is really rich there's a lot of story here but every single plot point feeds back into their relationship and they're happily ever after. And I'm so obsessed with this. Like if there's a plot point, like how does it serve to HEA? Every single one, there were so many things happening in this story and every single one made sense, like perfect sense for the story. And it like, like even when there were situations like when they weren't communicating like it was hard to be frustrated because I understood what was going on and like you do there were some moments where you just wanted to slap them but the writing is just so phenomenal like for this kind of situation I don't think I've seen I don't think I've seen a book where it's not just a widowed person but it's also a uh, like a the forbidden piece. Yeah, the forbidden piece. Like when it's done so well without like the big epic breakup. Yeah, now there is a dark moment. Yeah. <laughs> and my heart broke a lot. But Swati put it all back together and I was perfectly happy by the end. I will say the brothers are getting a book. Uh, Garrett is next. And um, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I did an IG live with Swati and we actually talked, but I was like, can I have that book today? And she's like, I haven't written it all yet. (laughs) I'm like, oh, well, I would like it. Um, But yeah, I mean, this, this title is in KU. It is a phenomenal read and I really cannot recommend it enough. And one of the things that I think really goes to this book is, yes, it is forbidden. And a lot of times we see forbidden and we automatically think dark and angsty. And even though Ronnie was young, she was mature and there wasn't a lot of unnecessary angst. There was some angst because the situation was fluid and moving and, but it wasn't like angsty, angsty. No, but she also read like a 19 year old. Like a lot of times they put that maturity on a 19 year old and then like she she's boy crazy like she's got these moments with her friends where she's being absolutely a 19 year old so she does have like she she's 
she adds in snippets into the book to make you realize like she really is a 19 year old like she does read very much like a 19 year old I think even now, though see, like and, you're right she's so mature for her age and at times I forgot she was 19 because of how she handles things and the way she speaks to her mother and how she handles you know even Darren is he's putting distance between them and there's another character Liam that comes in that you know asks her out on a date and there's a really hilarious scene on the doorstep between Liam and Ronnie. <laughs> Darren interrupts it. And I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I just really want everyone to read this book. So. Oh, yes. I love that. There's some like very modern use of ring cameras. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else anybody should everybody should know about this book? Um, I'm going to give the same advice that you gave me, Becky. Just read it. Read it right now. <laughs> read it right, right now. now. Just do what we said and read it right now. Anyway, um, if you have a title you think we should review for a quick shot of romance, send us an email to thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. Lindsay, thank you for joining me for this quick shot of romance. Thanks for reading Adrift. Yeah, thank you. This was so much fun. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 